Welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're an industry pro, you're building, or you're buying, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. We're coming to you live today from the LP Studios here in Wisconsin. I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you for tuning in today. Today's topic, more and more buyers sitting out of the housing market. All right, I recently found this article on Bloomberg and a pretty good article that uh, they created that talks about people that are now just sitting out of the housing market and um, their rationale for why it's happening. And what I appreciate about this article in particular is that they actually went and interviewed people all over the country and cited some examples specifically of it. So while this article doesn't really go real wide as far as explaining why this is happening, it does kind of go deep in a couple cases. So I want to talk about a few of the things and then I'm going to expound upon it as we go here. But this is definitely a phenomenon that we've been seeing uh, over the last year or so, year and a half in the housing market. So, according to this article, U.S. homeowners who say they plan on selling in the next three years, over 67% of them are willing to wait until mortgage rates drop. This is a survey by Credit Karma that was done. And they said millennials out of that group were the most likely to put their move on hold. So that's pretty interesting just off the start. 67%, that's like two-thirds of the market, is saying we're not going to do anything right now until rates go down. But why is that? Why are they doing that? Because prices are still going up and things like that. Well, here's some examples that they cite and pretty interesting stuff. First of all, they talk about uh, the San Francisco market. Uh, a couple that bought a four-bedroom, 2,000-square-foot home. It was valued at $2.2 million dollars. Certainly a, a great home for them to start, but their children are growing up, they're in school age, and they need more room in their house. They're growing out of their home, and they have aging parents that want to visit this house. But the problem is, as they're trying to buy homes, there's still ruthless bidding wars, and homes are overpriced from the past few years. Now the higher mortgage rates that have affected the market have cut into their buying power. That's not the only reason why they're not able to buy right now. The, the couple is dealing with a 2.95% loan on their existing home. And they have a good career. They make a great living. But the costs are so high, and now the higher interest rates are putting that decision on hold. These are people that need a new house, really want a new house, and are just not moving forward uh, because the economics are not there. And they're probably making a ton of money on this home if they were to sell it but making a ton of money, then spending a ton more money, and then losing that interest rate. That's really what it is, right? That's the golden handcuffs for a lot of people. So many people have these lower interest rates, and they're just not incentivized to move. And um, you know that that's a big issue in, in the market right now. So definitely have to consider that one. Um, and I think they, there was a study that said that... Um, and I'll have to find it, but there was a large percentage of people, um, I want to say it was like almost 70% of the people that own a mortgage right now have a mortgage under 3%, which is just crazy. 
Um, and that's why. It's a golden handcuff right now. All right, here's some other things that they cited in the article which are pretty interesting. So that's one situation of someone trying to upsize and then they're just they're just squeezed out of that market. You have another situation where someone overpaid for a home. It was a fixer-upper and now they feel stuck in it. So she was eight months pregnant and this is in Georgia. Her name was Madeline. Um, she moved her family back to Tampa. That market was extremely hot in the 2020s. She bought a three-bedroom fixer-upper home, pretty much just bought it uh, without an inspection contingency because um, there was a long list of problems with the home, but she bought it just to get a house. She snatched up a 2.75% interest rate, $2,700 a month payment, and um, she thought she got a sweet deal on it. But here's what's happened. With everyone going remote working, everybody moved to Florida, Tampa specifically, her property value ballooned. Get this. This house that she paid three sixty five dollars for is worth six twenty dollars now. It's over double. But that's not the problem. Her problem is her taxes, insurance, and then also you now you have um, uh, hurricane stuff going down there with the cost going up too. And then um, she had to put $80,000 into this home just to fix it up a little bit. And she's used to being a renter before that. So she's used to the landlord taking care of everything. Of course, that is what it is. But she says, I'm stuck. If I want to sell my house and go back to renting, the rent is so expensive, it doesn't make sense. So she's she's kind of put herself in a situation where, again, though, is it really a bit that bad of a situation when she's got what does she have in here eighty thousand plus the three sixty five? She's you know got four forty into this thing and it's worth six twenty. She's not really stuck. She can sell the home and make a, a tidy profit on it. Uh, but all those extra fees going up now, um, and then the taxes going up because of the valuation going up. Uh, she feels stuck and it's a single earner. Um, so it's an interesting situation. But again, she's got 2.75% interest rate. So yeah, why is she going to want to buy a newer home um, at uh, 7%? And this is what we're seeing all over the place. It's happening. It's a pretty common phenomenon. Then they talk about another situation in Tennessee. Uh, it's a teacher. She bought a home in 2013 for $115,000. Wow. Uh, I think anyone would love to have a house at $115,000. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, she's stuck too, you know, and it's, it's one of those situations where um, they built a new plant in the area and um, her house is assessed at double the price. She had original 3% mortgage rate that she got down to 2%. Holy cow, uh, she's doing pretty good. But then now taxes have jumped up and her monthly payments have increased uh, from $750 to $1,100. I kind of don't really feel sorry for this couple, but again, they want to move, but they're teacher salary and they can't. Um, they don't want to take on any more debt. So just afraid of what's going on in the market. So that makes sense as well. Yeah, it, these are these are stories we're seeing all over the place. And, and this is this is the dichotomy that's happening in the housing market. They said nine out of every 10 U.S. homeowners with a mortgage or 46 million people have rates below 6%. There was the, the study I was looking for, and that's per Redfin. And uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting phenomenon that's happening out there in the market. So let's talk about this a little bit more because this is interesting, right? 
We talked about the rates uh, changing so quickly. We've talked about the housing and we've seen this, right? We've seen the number of listings has really declined over the past year. They're down over 26%. So you don't have people putting their homes on the market. And then when you get to certain price points, they're still very fluid. So for example, you know, here in this market, the under $400,000 price range has a lot of action on it and houses are selling very quickly. When you get under 300,000, you're getting multiple offers and over asking price on these homes. But then you have the issue of will they appraise? I just ran into this with uh, um, my in-laws house. Sold it for way over asking, but didn't appraise. So I had to sell it for less. Okay. But you've got that situation, but you have a lot of older people that are clinging onto these homes because they've got a really great interest rate on it or they're paid off. And even though they really need a new home, maybe they don't want to, they want to get rid of the stairs. They need something that's less maintenance. They're willing to deal with it because they have such a great deal. Those golden handcuffs, that super low interest rate. Now they projected that about 2.5 million households shopping for a new home will be shut out of the market this year. And this is by the senior economist for the national association of realtors. So that's roughly 15% of all first-time home buyers. Here's the other thing that's interesting. And this is happening a lot. And this is part of the problem too. So we, we obviously identified, you know, that there's not enough houses on the market. So we got an inventory problem. We've identified that we've got kind of a golden handcuff problem with the interest rates. Here's the third problem. You've got these investment companies buying these homes, especially the lower priced homes. And this happened a lot during the pandemic as well, because with those low interest rates, these companies were snatching these things up like crazy, you know, getting as much, um, leveraging as much debt as they can and taking advantage of as much of that low interest rate as possible. And then buying these homes and then just turning around and turning them into rentals. So now you've got these millennial buyers that want to buy homes. They're getting outbid by potentially cash offers from investment firms. And they're looking at the economic and saying, hey, we can buy this house for 200 some thousand dollars. Um, based on the rent in the area, we can get, let's just say, $2,800 rent for this house. And our mortgage interest and taxes on this are maybe... $1,900, so we're going to pocket $1,000 every month. That's a good investment for them, and that's what a lot of them are doing. And a lot of people, you know, let's just be honest. People want to, when they sell their house, make as much money as possible. They didn't care who they were selling their houses to. They're selling them to these corporations, these investment companies, and they're taking the the, the sure thing cash offer, and they sold them. And uh, now those products are not going to go on the market again. And they didn't go on the market to people that needed homes. So now they're forced to rent. And here's the staggering thing. And this is why we've got to watch this because this is getting like out of hand very quickly. They said that in 2021, real estate investors bought 18.4% of all the homes that were sold in the United States in the fourth quarter of 2021. It was only 12% the year before. In 2022... 
Based on the stat I just saw, it's over 22%. And they actually said now, based on a recent study, that nearly a quarter of the homes in the United States are owned by investment firms. One quarter. That is staggering. That is alarming because guess what? These are all turned into rentals. You just took a quarter of your housing stock, especially at the lower end, and you turned them into rental properties. So guess who gets the equity on these homes as they go up the companies, not, not individuals. But here's the other more alarming thing. When you've got a quarter of your inventory of housing that's owned by investment firms, they're starting to get a little bit of a monopoly here on what they can charge for their in, their, their uh, uh, rental rates. You know, they're, they're tied into a 30-year mortgage. For the next 30 years, they can sit on these properties. They can start to jack up the rates slowly but surely. And what are you going to do about it? And as you start to get milked out and you start paying more and more money um, for your, your rental, that's less money that you can accumulate to then buy a house. This is why you should buy a house as soon as you can. As soon as you can afford to buy a home, we suggest you buy one. Because here's the deal. As it, as it goes up in price, you know, you're getting that equity. And then when you sell that home, you can take that profit and then buy a little bit better larger, bigger house. But if you don't get into the game, you don't take advantage of that, right? It's just like the stock market. If you don't put any money in the stock market, you have no chance of you know, making it. You could sit there and wait and say, I'm going to wait till the exact perfect moment to buy. But at some point, you just got to dip your feet in the pool. And this is what's happening is we're taking all these buyers out of the housing market. Here's another example. I want to share this in, in closing thoughts on this. But we talked about Charlotte market and Atlanta market. It said 30% of the homes sold in the fourth quarter of 2021 were investment companies buying these homes. So in these big markets, it's even more pronounced. And they cite another story of, of a homeowner there, and she wanted to hold on to her house. Um, but many of the neighbors saw the property taxes increase, and they were getting older in age, and uh, they saw these huge offers coming in, and they just said, hey, we're going to take advantage of this. She cited a house next door to her that went up for sale, said hundreds of young families poured in to visit and try and buy the house, but it was sold to a rental company very quickly, closed almost immediately. And she says, you can't have few people that own all the homes. When regular citizens can't buy a home, it is a sad day in America. Mrs. Parker, I agree with you 100%. We need to watch that. If you are selling a home, especially if you're selling um, a lower-priced home, be cognizant even of who you're selling it to. I'm not going to tell you who to sell your house to. And you have to make your own decision. But you know, if you've got a choice and the offers are very close and it's between a homeowner and an investment company that's going to turn it into a rental, think long and hard about that. I'm asking you to do that. We did that recently. We just sold our father-in-law's house. We did have an investment firm want to come in and write an offer and um, you know what we're, we're taking this deal with the homeowner and you know what we ended up selling the house for less money um, than what we initially had hoped for but I know that a family bought this home and it's starting the American dream for them and I'm proud that we we're able to do that hopefully you are as well once again thank you for tuning in to the home building hero Broadcasting live from the Bellman Home Studio. 
you haven't already, please make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future content. Until next time, I'm David Bellman, signing off.